for you doing well, love it. Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky ties down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Ariel. Girl, who was your top artist for 2019 on Spotify? Ariana Grande. Mine too! <laughs> ah! No, actually, she was mine for the decade. Yes, mine too. Ari no. Lennox was mine for the, like, year. Or, like, just this year. But, like, definitely Ariana Grande. Did I have to ever tell you over the summer that I, like, was silently streaming um, Lil Nas X so that he could get his low record? Well, no. they, he ended up being my top artist for the year. Because you did your part. <laughs> I, but I was upset because they fucked my little playlist up. <laughs> I, I didn't like that song, so I didn't want to hear uh, which it. Which one? Osar wrote? Yeah. Oh, I like Panini. Panini is great. Yep. I love it. That's Panini. But I, I didn't have no feelings for Old Time Road. I just wanted my little boy to win. Yeah, I love <laughs> So that really fucked up my stats. But other than that, I had up there Ariana Grande, um, Ari Lennox, Mac mm-hmm. Ayers, of course. Beyonce was up there because she gave us yeah. two projects this year. Yep. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, but I was surprised that so many of my songs are old shit that I listened to. Like, this was a really big, like music for therapy year for yeah. me. Like, a lot of what I listened to this year was strictly, like, therapeutic. Yeah. Um, so, mine definitely was Ariana Grande, um, Ari Lennox, Beyonce. Um, I think that was... I forgot the rest of the people, but I know definitely was those two. I mean, those three. But I also have been using Apple Music because I bought mm-hmm. Apple Music this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have the college discount. I didn't know I could use the college discount, but I got that for $5. But yeah, um, Ari Lennox was definitely like, I played Shea Butter Baby on mm-hmm. there. And then I also had K-pop because, you know, my music would be just one fluctuating. So I had twice. <laughs> so, girl, my shit was fluid. But I'm I'm interested in listening to go back to Spotify and listen to while I'm at work. They told a lie and told me my, like, my music selection was uh, versatile or whatever. Yeah, and it was basically like different types of R&B yeah. and then some pop. And I was like, oh. Mine was, yeah, mine was genre fluid. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, genre fluid. <laughs> okay, girl. In 33 countries, they was like, oh, you listen to 33 countries. There's like Drake's Canadian. 18 for me. Oh, see ya, Australia. I was like, okay. I was like, I didn't know. Oh, then K-pop, Korea. So I was like... Oh, yeah, you really were up in there. I was up in there. It was 33 countries. Then I had like Tiwa Savage. So, you know, all that stuff. Omar loves her too. Yeah. Attention. (laughs) But what's up, everyone? Welcome back to That Black Boy Joy. Woo! Where we create a space where black boys can be themselves and so much more. How is every... Wait, oh. It's your boy, Lord Devery. And I'm Derwin King. (laughs) And uh, we are back. So, Devin, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, uh, it was We good. didn't see each other! I know. <laughs> I, it's been like a good week. It has been. It has been a while so. for us, yeah. Damn. Well, no, I guess it's two weeks then. Because mm-hmm, I left Damn. two Saturdays ago. I left two Fridays ago. Well, Damn, two girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed you. I, I was like, too. I did the show, and I was like, Devin, where's Devin at? It would have been... You, you would have loved... The episode with I was that. cheesing listening yeah. to it. I was like, if you were there, it would have been like a thing. Like, shout out to Anthony for being a guest yeah, last it was week. Great. But like, you would have, I really wish you would have been. Y'all had a really good conversation. Uh-huh. Had some really good, like, I heard some beautiful things about authenticity mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. Um, so I, I, I'm super glad that you were able to get a good, a really great host. Yeah, I was, I was I just glad that I was him. able. You, yes, I will get him out here. But I was just was glad to like have. Um, the conversation one we've never we we haven't did content together like he has his YouTube and his blog and like I have the podcast and I used to do YouTube and we started around at the same time on YouTube so like we haven't been able to like create content together so it was really dope and I I, I shot some videos for his uh, podcast uh, for his um, 
YouTube channel, but I don't know how that's going to go because it was kind of like, mm, like rushed. But yeah, but Cyber, Cyber, how was your Thanksgiving? I know we talked about me, but yeah, mine was good. I stayed home. Uh, my mother <clears throat> went to North Carolina. I was, you, did, uh, you know, trying to do some reflection mm-hmm. and really kind of wanted just a, a time to be completely alone yeah. and not have to do like work or anything. So mm-hmm. it felt great. I talked to every one of my parents that day. Um, like my my parents and my step parents. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh, okay. okay. I got four of them. Right. Um. So I did, and so I hadn't spoken to like two of them at least in like two or three or three or four months. So I reached mm. out to everyone. Um. Had a really good conversation with my sister. Um. And it really put things into perspective for me to make some different changes. Um. In the upcoming year, so I think I enjoyed my holiday season a lot. It felt like I was in, I was surrounded by love, even though I was alone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had a good Thanksgiving. This was like a time when I purposefully spent it. First of all, this is the longest I've ever been home. Since oh, like, wow. Yeah, I've not been home from like Saturday to Saturday. It's always like a two or three day thing. But for me to be in Saturday, Sunday, it was like uh, very long. Mm-hmm. But I was very intentional with spending as much time with my family as possible. Granted, I've seen um, Anthony, but I didn't add, um, and one friend. But other than that, I spent a lot of time with my family. Um, but I kind of felt like this was my last year home. Mm-hmm. Like, going home for, like, Thanksgiving. It just didn't feel... I mean, it was a good thing seeing all my family, but, like, I think I'm getting to a space where, like, I don't need to go home as much as I am. Even though I only go during the holiday, it just kind of felt like, yeah, this is a different... Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel... My sister has, like, a boyfriend, so, like, we don't we didn't hang out a lot. Um, Mom and dad, they're doing their thing. So, it was just like... Mm. Part of me decided earlier in, you know, in November not to spend Thanksgiving with anyone because I was starting to feel less connected and was really not looking forward to, I think what feels worse than than not being around people is being around people and feeling disconnected. I, yes. And I really needed to get to the bottom of why that was happening. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a really good conversation with my therapist about it. So mm-hmm. that was a lot of the reflection. And I think I'm in a good spot to actually be around people next year or even just for the rest of the year. But I was trying to make sure that didn't happen. Yeah. I didn't want that right now. I, I, I just like, I was like, I am not in a space right now to try to shoot for connection and not receive it the way I need it. So let me just, you know, ride the wave through the holiday and we'll figure shit out by the time yeah. Christmas comes around. Yeah, this time going home, like my cousin didn't like press to see me. Mm. Like my sister, she didn't like see my mom and dad. Like they were out the house most of the time. So I was in the house like, and I didn't have a car this time. So like I really couldn't go where I wanted to go. Yeah. Like I wanted to, I could, but I couldn't. And then <clears throat> one of my exes that I usually hang out with wasn't there. So it was just like, yeah, I was just like, ooh, but... I- I was pressed out for Jasmine and Omar to come the fuck home. Yeah. I was like, oh, are where are you at? <laughs> but, I mean, the holidays was for family, and I appreciated the time I had with them. And I, I will be back for um, Christmas, so that will be, like, a fun thing. But Christmas is always a different vibe. But, yeah. Um, so what brought you joy this week? This week? Um, wow, I feel like there was something. Mac Ayers. Oh, oh wow. yes! He was so good. Oh, my God. I like. I don't think I ever got a chance. First of all, I drank a little too much, <laughs> so I don't think I ever got a chance to like really like 
revel in how yeah. amazing he was. His voice is great live. He sounds magnificent. He did sound good. He did sound the really good. songs he did, all my favorite ones. I was looking at that bitch really screaming at the top of my lungs <laughs> because my voice was gone the next day. <laughs> wow. If you guys ever get a chance to see Mac Ayers live, or uh-huh. just like take it. He's so good. Yeah, that yeah, he sounds really good. I listen to the every time you, when you went to the concert, I remember to go back to the music because I have his music on my playlist and it just was flowing through. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize I was finishing his album I was like oh another one another one I like literally slept on the way to like uh, on the metro or something and when I woke up I had gone through the whole album but it like literally just was like a lullaby I loved it so much Mm. love that man so that brought me so much joy that's good Um, seeing family brought me joy Um, and then also I I think I just had like a I think I had a reset in my head from Mm. like work or something I don't know why I just got to see family like got a recharge of energy and then I also have like seasonal depression because it's the holidays Mm. but I think just um, seeing family just was really a, a great thing for me. And also, I'm seeing Sir tomorrow. So, like, I'm excited to, like, go to a concert um, next week. I mean, Friday, sorry. Um, tomorrow, I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> I, I'm just like, where am I at? I'm excited for that, too. Reese and, is going. I hope yeah. you guys meet up with each other. I know. We are going to. We're going to meet up. I'm going to just try to find my way through the thing. Like, where's he at? <laughs> and then also, I've been working out. Um, I've done three days today. Hopefully, I get I work out after we get done with this podcast. Um, I will work out. Ooh, but I'm just I, like that. Just hurt hit me. I just need it. I just feel like this is like a, a time that I need to like okay, do I'll that. Just be but moving and shaking, I'll be walking. So I'm not going to. I damn sure ain't going to nobody's gym. <laughs> I damn sure ain't going to nobody's gym. Well, other thing that made me happy is my um. I did order those earphones. I told y'all I was going to order. The, the, you had them on the right. Yeah, yes, yes. they're they're <clears> good. Okay, so um. Um, they were they're originally priced at fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I got them on black on um, a Black Friday sale, so mm-hmm. they were thirty six. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the sound could be crisper. I did a test uh, with those and with a popular wireless headphone. <laughs> um, you don't wait, wait, wait. You don't want to say the name? No, <laughs> I would never. What? I, wait. I just have a thing about them. Okay, and that's why I didn't buy them. But I got you. Also, because I knew I would end up losing them, so I was like, yeah. I'm not trying to be out of one hundred fifty nine dollars. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, the more popular ones have a crisper sound. I think that they have been working really hard on their um they have a second one's coming too. But the this one is um very lightweight. I like the way they fit in my ears. Um I love how loud they get. The if I could change anything about the figures headphones, I would make them um a little those are figures? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Where did you do them online? I did. Oh wow, I cool. Did. Shout out to that. Yeah. Yes. I would so I wanted to give you guys the full review. Yeah. I do love them. Um, they are very, very light, but I think because of that, they feel a little cheap. Mm. Um, so I would change the material they use for the wireless headphones. Feedback I, figures. I love the size of them, though. I, I adore that. Yeah. Um, and I think I would also change, yeah, I would just make the sound crisper, but I think with a little bit more of an investment in that, they could they could make that happen. Yeah, that's, wow. I th- I, so I thought them was Boz or Boss? Boss? Boz? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought oh, them no, was that those. sound would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, I thought them was those. You know, they yeah. specialize in sound. They I do. <laughs> okay, this week we are going to be talking about. Oh, we're talking friends. friends. <laughs> How many of us have them? Friends. Ones that we can depend on. Friends. Oh, hopefully we do have, in fact, um, those type of friends. Yeah, honey. and healthy ones at that. But have you always? That's, That's a good thing. the question, honey. Yes. We'll be talking about intimacy and our best and worst experiences uh, of friendship. So stick with us, y'all. We got you. It's, it's so funny that we're talking about this conversation because I've like. 
bitch, I am cutting people off. Mm. I'm in this space of like, which bitch wanted that bitch get it? Like, <laughs> I am not in the mood for like unnecessary bodies in my area mm. because I am feeling good. Mm. Like, I really was in the car having like semi arguments with people that I haven't seen in forever. Like, I had a one, I had a friend come over yesterday. Fuck, I'm gonna just say his name, Arthur. I saw Arthur yesterday. Yay. I was like, the day before. I was like, yes, this because you was right on that block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you was right on the list. <laughs> but no, I love Arthur. I love Arthur. But no, I'm excited. I'm weak. He was right at the top. But no, I do love Arthur, and I'm glad he came over when he knew he was on the chop. Hey, like, Internally. Let me take this one. Let me go restart. Friend sing, uh, what is it? Friend senses were tingling. Yeah, he was like, oh, 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 oh let me see him come over. Um, and then I had another friend come over too. Found out that she lives super close to me. I said, glad, Bari. Mm. I said, glad you came over too, because I was sitting around and I was exit. No, I was playing. <laughs> you know, friends have always like that whole, I don't know, they've it's always been a special thing for me. Um, yeah. My family has accused me on more than one occasion me of holding too. my friends like to a higher, like on a higher level than I do them. But yeah. they're people you choose to be around. You yeah. know, you love your family because your family knows you. Them. They know you longer and probably a little deeper than most yeah. other people do. But I think like my friends, I have been particularly like intimate with. Yeah. So there is a level to which they know me that I know that my family doesn't. Yeah, because you get to you chose those people. Correct. That's the thing. Correct. I put I posed a question from one of our conversations. Um, and this thing was about like how like um how responsible do you feel for your friends' emotional, you know, well being and stuff like that? Because you some people for the most part, you are that person that um that has that 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 people drop their weight on you because mm. they can't trust their family sometimes because it's things that they can't understand. That's right. But we'll dive into well, that. Yeah, more. I was say, look, right. We'll dive into that more. We well, are we're obviously ready. We're, we're obviously ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously ready. Woo, so we are going to go into our Black Boy Joy spotlight for this week, and this week we are going to shout out Lamont Baldwin. Yeah. Lamont Baldwin is. Um, is the host of the podcast Hella Single, which is on Slay TV. And the podcast basically is about him um, bringing on some of his exes and talk about why they didn't work, what were some good things or some bad things. Uh, and then also he brings like on friends and other types of stuff and other people's exes and their relationships. So it's like a space uh, for the LBGTQ+, but anybody in general. But just to like, just get a genuine conversation. It's a very unique take on a podcast. I've never had nobody just be able to have sit face to face with an ex and talk about some things. <laughs> Would you be able to do that? Do I have an ex to do it with? Oh. Okay, so guys that you've like talked to and then like... Thank you, because I need, this, I need that to be defined. Because yes, whenever people say ex, I'm like, well, I've never been in a relationship, so I don't have one of them, but oh, yeah, sure, fine. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, not official relationship, but like y'all were dating or like y'all were seeing each other consecutively. Would I do it? Yeah, yes. sure. There's things I have to say to all of them. I mean, I don't have to say it, but it would be nice if I could. Yeah, I would definitely... I would do that because I always somehow... I don't... Um, I have... Pretty good relationship. Well, I did, but I have pretty good. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> I thought I had good, pretty good relationship with my part, uh, my exes and things like that. So I think I would have no problem. I would love to have, hear what they feel about me, even though I already know what they feel about me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Devin said I don't give a flip, flap, bloop. But no, yeah. Shout out to. Um, let me one for that. Listen to the show. Really love it. Also, shout out to Slay TV. Slay TV is a yeah, really dope the spot. Content's great. Yes, love at first night. Okay, love Slay TV. Love, love, love Slay TV. I just want more content. Yeah. Okay. Love well, look, if y'all want a partner, I got some ideas, honey. Yes, yes, yes. I want to make a gay. Um, so I saw that Hallmark might be introducing them, but I would love to write a gay Christmas film. I yeah. would love to do that. Like I was just like in my brain about really cool shit we could do. Somebody even gave me a title. 
Yes. So Love at um, Love at First Night is my show, of course, but just need more shows. All the shows on there I've already watched. So oh, damn, you've been through the whole thing. Well, it's also they're old. So there was oh. there were shows that were on there that have been there. Like judges need to be refreshed, like shows from like 2012. Oh, okay. So yeah, but shout out to Lamont. All of that good stuff. Listen to his podcast, Hella Single, and also Slay TV. So now we are going to get into hot topics. Yeah, hot, hot topics. Some fun shit. Child, this first one, I'm already over. What was it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, so George Zimmerman is suing Trayvon Martin's family Why? for $100 million. Um, defamation. It was a defamation. I think it was defamation. Oh, my God. I think it was defamation. First of all, this man literally just keeps popping up out of nowhere. It's He's like, 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 can't go two years without hearing about this fuck face. I'm so... <laughs> mad about it no seriously like, let's I'm, get comfortable i don't want to hear from him anymore anything about him it was like traumatic enough that we really all sat there like that was the first time in my life that i sat in front of the television about a trial like that was the severity of what like culturally what oj was right mm-hmm. that like people i remember my friends victoria and kiana and i sitting on kiana's bed looking at this trial and waiting for the verdict and finding out that he was like not guilty. Yeah, and point. that broke my heart because I think some ounce of me was still innocent enough to believe that we would get that justice. Yeah. And I think it really changed the culture. Mm-hmm. I think like that was one of the more defining moments of like racial tensions. Not that we never had a moment of racial tension, but like in the tw- in this decade, yeah. that was like the moment that the racial tension started brewing it before was, yeah. Mike Brown. Yeah, so just to let people know, Zimmerman, George Zimmerman was acquitted in the 2012 fatal shooting of uh, Trayvon M- Martin. But according to a lawsuit filed Wednesday in Florida, he believes that there was a conspiracy to frame him and he wants more than $100 million in damages. He better eat a dick. <clears throat> well, I mean that. I actually mean that. I'm trying to figure out what damage was done that you could have not prevented. You killed a person! You- I, what the fuck? A child! You killed a oh, person. Mm. Like, you said somebody damaged... you. So you acted like somebody made up the story. Nobody made up the story of you shooting this young man. Somebody did their job in the court. Right. So you're, you're just mad because, like, now he can't do certain things. He has to, like, change his... Probably change his name or he has to live in, like, he isolation. He ought to. Yeah, because you got to quit it, too. So people are literally at your throat. And they should be. And I think, I mean... All deservedly. By all means, I think he should just stop trying to... He shouldn't try to even get this motherfucking thing. Shout out to Trayvon's mother um, for starting to um, really get her political career going. In light of that, I hope and wish her lots of success um, in spite of Zimmer fuckface. Ah! Zimmer fuckface! Zimmer, 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 Zimmer! Um, Jay-Z turned 50 yesterday, um, which means he just stepped directly into wisdom and decided to release his discography on (laughs) uh, Spotify. He old man. Because, you know, first of all, it was <clears throat> dumb as hell. Okay, uh, let me not. What, damn. Let me not. I'm sorry. You getting real comfortable. What was that? I just feel like title cost way too much money for he and my queen to make their music exclusive to it, right? And yeah. so, and Beyonce got wise before Jay-Z. It took Jay-Z to get 50 because, you know... We men learn slower than women. They mature <laughs> at slower rates. The shade of us. So, um, shout out to Beyonce for being ever uh, knowledgeable and doing so before he did. <laughs> but now everyone's pleased because they don't have to pay twenty five dollars a um a month to listen to his music. Is it that much? That's the the HD or the um, yeah the HD version. The standard version was probably like I think eleven or something. So what I always do is every time they have 15. a special of a dollar ninety nine for three months, I always get it. Yeah, I, always... well, I don't want to make any more email accounts. <laughs> Not for title. 
Do you gotta keep changing them? No. I don't think you can use the same one, can you? Girl, yeah. I think I think it's like how they do specials, but I don't know. I just had I just got Apple because I was like five dollars. Yeah, five dollars. Five dollars. That's why I'll be honest. It will drop eventually. I will listen to it eventually. Yeah, um, five dollars. They had me from. They had me. <laughs> and hello. Yeah. So, do you remember the story, like the Twitter, like story of? About Zora, who's like went on like this cross country conversation. Oh, the like good girl Zola, she was up there. Uh, Zola with the, um, with the white with the stripper, the prostitute, and a pimp. Well, mm-hmm. she's getting a movie. Um, well, that story is actually getting a movie. So the uh, uh, slave play writer Harris um, Zola directed. Wait, hold on, let me read this right. Um, so the slave play writer Harris, he is. I'm reading this wrong. Slave. <laughs> Basically, it is going to be a movie that is coming out um, that's going to recount the oh. multi-tweet t- tale um, shared by Twitter user Zola uh, Zola Moon in 2015 as she chronicled her nightmarish trip to Florida with an exotic dancer. The cast will include Tony nominee Co- uh, Coleman Dom- um, Domingo and Tony writer Aria Stachel. And it also is going to include the girl that was on... Um, what was that movie? What was that show? Hit the floor. Um, Taylor Page. Oh, she played Asha. Yeah, Asha. She's going to be um, playing Zola, which I'm actually. Um, so yeah, it's going to be. Um, I think at the Sundance 2020. I was trying to get the man's name right. It, it, so he, he's the playwright of um, Slave, Slave play. play. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was like okay. Since Slave Play writers Harris Zola directed by. Yeah, I was reading the name completely wrong. Is is that uh, the real Zola? Is that who that is? Well, it was uh, Zola Moon. Zola Moon. Zola R. Moon. Okay, let me find her. Ass. Well, I, don't, I looked it up on Twitter. It was nowhere to be found. She nowhere? Anymore. No, yeah, it was not anywhere, anywhere, anymore. Hell? So the person name was Isaiah, I mean, uh, Azara Wells. That was her, like, her official name, I guess. What? Is that a picture of her? No, that's a white woman. That's not one. But A Z I H. A Z I H. Oh, gotcha. And then Wells, W E L L S. I got you. Yeah, so that, um, <clears throat> I actually remember reading that story, and that shirt was a trip on Twitter. Like, I had, that had everybody glued in 2015 to Twitter. Like, reading that story, like. Yeah, that start, I want to say that, like, revolutionized the thread. Like, that was when people started doing reading thread the stories, threads. Like, going all the way through, because the, she had them niggas hooked. She had, she had everybody hooked. So, we will be, um, looking out for that at the Sundance Festival in 2020. Yeah. Which I'm super shout excited out to about. Them. That. I expect great things from that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got on the docket, girl? T.I. and Tiny. <laughs> okay, did you watch it? Yes, part one and two. I didn't watch part one because I did not want to hear them discussing that child's life. Like, I meant that I wasn't sitting up there with that. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching them go back and forth. They're clearly supposed to be celebrating the fact that they're still together after having gone through a really tumultuous time. Two, br- two divorces was put on the table. She took both off. They argued the entire damn time. I mean, also was that T.I. just has no, like, accountability whatsoever in his actions. He is very, I I just want to say he's very controlling. He is very possessive. And he has silenced Tiny. And he stopped her back plenty of times. When she went to jail, I think that was the most fun she ever. When he went to jail, I think that was the most fun she ever. Yeah, had. probably. Like <laughs> she like she said she was free. Yes. She said while he was gone, she became a different person. He was yeah. the entire interview. He was basically like just talking about how it was her place to be quiet and like He said this if this is what you started, this is what we started, this is how we finish. Like if you came into the relationship quiet, then you need to finish quiet. I was like, 
It hurt to watch because, like, There's... not like it didn't hurt me sad, but like it was cringy. Like it was like giving yeah. me physical pains yeah. to watch this man get up here and tell this woman, like, yeah. she, like, okay, first of all, <laughs> the idea, and yeah, he's right that when being brought with something that displeases you, you have a right to decide whether you want to engage with that thing yeah. or not. So yeah, he was right that if she came back and was like, this is my stance on it, and he was like, well, I don't want you, that he has a right to do that. He does. But the idea that women, like, the consequence for them speaking up is to be <laughs> left is ridiculous. It's, and my thing it was ridiculous. It was, just, it was the thing that irritated me was like, I feel like he... He had to re he had to get re like gain his manhood by stepping out in a relationship. Such a and I think idiot. that's and I understand I like I understand he that sometimes when men feel like they're they've lost their power they do something outlandish to uh, to gain it back. I can admit I've done stupid shit to regain my power in relationships, which I can admit was dumb, but it was never to the extremity of me going to fuck somebody else and then showing you that like you like I'm gonna hurt you because you're not following my rules. Yeah, like I don't I didn't like that. I mean I'm, I. Get his 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 mindset. My mindset was like she, that. She made it. She was like, I never cheated on you or never hooked up with nobody. Yeah. He's like, I I did. Like it is what it is. He had to realize that he had everything right here. He had to realize that after he did all his damage, which is kind of not fair. That's how men say they have to do it, right? I have to go out here and wreak havoc and do all this stuff to realize what I got at home. <laughs> but you have this person at home that's waiting. Like some people are not going to wait. And she clearly had. Been. And she had been. And I. <laughs> I do. I think they do have genuine love for each other. By all means, I do think that they love. I don't think that's what that is. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what that. Is. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're good. I think that they have history. Yeah. And I don't think that that history is like necessarily love so much as it is like we know each other and like who about to fit, who about to put up with your bullshit. Yeah. And like actually give you. Anything of what I give you, yeah, but I, mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what love yeah. is, but that don't look like love to me. I mean, me. I mean, granted, that's what uh, Ti said. Ti was like, "We've got, we have so much years together. Like, by the time I have developed what me and her have with somebody else, I will be like 60. Yeah, that is. I was like, yeah. So he's. Convenience. I'm like, are you settling then? Yeah, it's convenient. It's like it's convenient, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, don't settle because it's convenient. Like, you know, she's not going to leave. You know, like. <laughs> Shit, he like he was combative the whole time. They really argued. He could, but he was. I, I, I also like watching the first one. Tia, Tiny said literally not that much. I guess because that's not her, her biological child. I suppose. Okay, fair. I suppose, but I mean, as a woman, and I honestly think her role for that first part was to like be his support. To be his. So yeah. I'm really glad that they changed the like the tide and started talking about their marriage because I when I saw that they were both going on there to talk about Deja in the first place, it looked like a Hillary Clinton Bill Clinton moment. Yeah. Literally like wife sits next to husband quietly like supporting him so he's not alone like yeah. showing the tradition. You I, know what I mean? I think it was for him to I think he, everybody goes to like the red table talking about to clear your conscience. Like direct t- like Jada Pick is like Ayana now. Yeah. You know, they go to the yeah. table to like, this is how I feel. Because you know Jordan did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Jordan went to the table they to talk her about the, the Olivia Pope. <laughs> Listen, I, I love Jada though. I love Jada and I love I like that she has this platform. Because she's branding. not she's not like giving she's giving them experience advice, not giving them like professional advice. Mm-hmm. She's giving them like healthy advice that like you can take. And she's listening. 
even if she doesn't agree. Now the mom, grandma on the other end, grandma don't let grandma's like, this shit is bull. <laughs> grandma is over here like this is and Jada's like, I get it. Jada's smart. I get it. Jada's smart. But I, look at this. I got a lot of respect for her. <laughs> right. I she do. like, but look at this woman. <laughs> look how she's hurting. But I get you, T.I. Like, I feel you. Right. I see you. I feel you. And Grant, man over here like, but This mm. is her truth. This is her perspective. You gotta listen to Tip, you gotta Will was the same way. Mm -hmm. And you know, and as I, I looked at him and said, we, this right here, <laughs> we're not doing that. I'm telling you. She said, I lost my voice and so we got it back. I wanted to verify before I went yeah. up there and talked my shit. But mm -hmm. Zola, just to run it back, yes. this is her Twitter. It's The Real Zola. She changed it. Okay. Yeah, um, because she was on Solange's project. And Omar told me this. And I was like, I don't know what the facts are because I didn't keep up with it. But she had tweeted about uh, Tina Knowles shaking her hand and some other stuff. And Solange referred to her as that bitch in a room full of her peers. And <laughs> you... <laughs> Why she used? I looked up and said, "Oh, bitch, she used she my did. gift. She did. She did. Ah! And one of my old ass gifts, like from 2015, 16, like that shit is from 2016. That was like one of the first gifts I had ever made in my whole life. Oh my god! Yeah. So you she... said, "Oh, god, let me just pull this out, Debbie, because I'm letting you know." Because I wanted to check, but my yeah, the good you. girl, the good sis, used my gift, y'all. That's good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is she making music? Yes, she is. Come on, you better use your platform. A, f a whole career. Yes, mm -hmm. a whole fucking career. Mm -hmm. Well, shout out yeah. to that. So that was that. Mm -hmm. Well, that wraps up what we have for Hot Topics. If y'all have not already seen... Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's biggest, fine. The We're... biggest key of them all, girl. Uh-huh. Have you seen Queen and Slim? I've read the I read the synopsis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm always good, but like I heard it was great. I heard it was great. Uh, cinematography. Yeah, the cinematography was great. Yes. Beautiful shots. Wonderful shots. Nice gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> So, Let's first, let me it. say... Spoiler! I hate going to the movie theater. Yeah. Period. I hate the sound of people rustling their snack bags, that that sound of people sipping on their Pepsis and their Cokes before, the, like, in the lulls between the trailers. Yeah. Hate all that. Makes me very uncomfortable. So, I only travel out to the movie theater to see films I'm super excited about. And Queen and Slim was the film of the fall for me. Mm. I have been waiting for months since I saw the trailer. Because yeah. I was like, this is a, a black. fresh story. Yeah. Like, or not fresh, but fresh for black people. Yeah. Like, when's the last time we saw a black Bonnie Tender and Clyde? Tender date goes wrong. First of all, it wasn't Bonnie and Clyde. I realized that when I read the synopsis. They didn't go out murdering people? No. Oh, <laughs> shit. I don't even know anything about Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, Bonnie and Clyde was robbing and shooting. Rob, shooting and robbing. All I know is it was what Jay-Z and Beyonce were given on, you know, Yeah. Do you Did you see there was pe like people like compared like the... Um, the what's on the run tour and like cinematography with uh Queen and Slim because you know Melissa and like Lena with like right. close so like right I was and because um given. she had get she had done the visuals for the for lemonade with yeah. Melina yeah. is that how you say her name I don't know I thought it was Melissa sorry Melina Melina um but continue so I, I believe that I would mm. believe that I the I did think the shots were interesting I thought they were cool there was a really cool um shot from like the side view mirror of a car that I really loved it was continuous it was pretty cool mm. um or that there was some continuity with it I mean and I'm gonna go see it now um I thought that there were some really interesting moments some like good solid moments in the film mm -hmm. I th chuckled through some bit of it it's not there are funny moments in mm -hmm. it but I chuckled at things I probably shouldn't have chuckled at because I didn't understand their place there were some like 
really superfluous things in there that I just thought were completely unnecessary. It just, just wasn't the fuck. I, I was just like, why is this happening? And then the ending was just like, uh. Yeah. Has told you about what happens at the end? <clears throat> I read it. It just, everyone just said, you know, trauma. So there's this like, part, spoiler alert. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say it. If you do not, and listen, if you do not want to hear the spoiler alert, please mute this part and then come back. Yeah, like I'm going to be doing like 15 to 30 seconds. <laughs> okay. There's this child in the film who, like, idolizes Queen and Slim because at this point they've been all over the news. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, y'all are cool, da-da-da. His dad doesn't approve. They finish up with what they needed from, you know, the child's father. Child is at, like, this little protest thing that comes out of fucking nowhere. No explanation for why it's happening. We're just supposed to go along with it. Police are there, barriers. It's very much, like, looks like Mike Brown protests, Black Lives Matter stuff. Mm -hmm. This child has a damn gun. Points it at this fucking black-ass officer. Boom. Shot the officer? Why? Why? There was... Why? It was literally like, why? I was... I literally was like, why is this happening? <laughs> like, it wasn't even just like I was mad and was therefore like not okay with it happening. It didn't fucking make sense. Like, there was no... It was de- it was a device and I felt like it didn't flow with the story. It yeah. like just sort of villainized Queen and Slim who are not villains. They are literally not villains. Yeah. These like from the trailer, you know this that they were approached by an aggressive police officer who like fucking shot one of them. So yeah. they killed him out of self-defense. And it pissed me off that they used this child to tell a story about about these two individuals and you know extendedly about Black Lives Matter that yeah. wasn't fucking fair. Mm. And I don't know if Lena did that shit on her own, but bitch, then I looked at the script. <laughs> did you see the fucking excerpts, like the the, the Ruby Bridges one? Mm-mm. It was like, after Queen, Queen had gotten fucking shot, it was like, there the wound was, right underneath her flesh, and um, taunting her, taunting her like white kids at Ruby Bridges. You said, oop. <sighs> they tried to give a visual, of, they tried to give it. But where... Is the relevance? <laughs> I guess like when you watch the pictures and you see like Ruby like walking with the police and security, and you see the white people throwing drinks at her. Like just you see that. I don't. They trying to get visualization. What girl. did it have to do with the film? Why are you trying so hard to use black people's most Pain. painful, you know, moments or like the the things that we like that really could make us cry or, or, or turn our stomachs turn? Why are you using that to even write a script? What the fuck does any of that have to do with this film you know what i mean yeah it's like this isn't a goddamn novel and yeah like you could win they you can, can make win a award. you can win awards for screenplays if it's written beautifully but that, yeah. that shit wasn't beautiful it was unnecessary and it was strange to witness and then the fucking chicken george if he weren't why why are you pulling these fucking shits what does slavery have to do with this i'm seeing it sunday <sighs> Devin. okay very beautiful shot <laughs> Wonderful shots. Please go see the film. I definitely think you guys should pay for it. I thought that um, it was worth going to the movie theaters to see. Mm. I think that they should have done significantly better with that script. And um, yeah, Uh, great performance, Daniel. I loved it. Yeah. My thing about it is like, when I read it, I was like, why didn't they just say that they shot him in self-defense? And they could have made a movie. Oh, well, we knew that wasn't going on. I said, I mean, they had to go on a run. I don't know if they would have had to go on a run. If they had evidence to... I didn't watch the movie, so yeah. It, a cop... The What I realized was a cop died, and you know how the police force is when one of their own dies. Yeah. They were never going to make it out of that. There was no way that they were going but to But somebody got off. shot, though. Yeah. Right. So, but, like, you have the proof that I got shot, and we... Except that, like... 
we've seen cops kill people yeah. for nothing and they get off. So it was so a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? Like it they was... were absolutely going to prison. They were going to prison. Period. So they said, let me just run. Or dying regardless. They were either going to be killed in like with uh, what is a capital punishment yeah. or they were going to Damn. prison. That was, there was nothing that was going to happen. We know that. <laughs> well, I'm going to go see the movie now um, as everybody else should. And yeah, I, you, I do think <clears throat> everyone should see it. Yeah. So I think that's wrapping up our hot topics. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back into our conversation of friendships. Yes. All right, so we are back and we are going to be talking about love and intimacy and friendship. Girl, that, oh, Jesus, this is an interesting topic. I'm super excited um, to get into this conversation yeah. with you all. So, we obviously have a lot to say about it. So, Devin, you take this away, girl. All right, you take girl. It away. So, what was the first question I had? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, the reason we picked it, <clears throat> um, I really love talking about love and intimacy. Mm-hmm. I always like every time someone asks me like what things are important to me, love is typically like at the first ones of it. Mm-hmm. I'm always in a journey of trying to figure out what love means to me, how I move in it, how it affects how I move with other people. Right. Um, and so friendship seemed, especially after Thanksgiving, to be a relevant thing to discuss. Mm. Um, and also just some of the conversations I've been seeing on Twitter lately. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to get up into that. And when you say intimacy, are you talking about like physical intimacy or the emotional intimacy? Good question. So most of the time when I say intimacy, I mean it the way that I was taught it in psychology. Um, and that's like the idea of secret sharing. Um, that's why like, I knew that's what you were saying. Yeah. But for clarity for our listeners. No, yeah. good. I think it was a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think... I don't think that intimacy is a good word for, like, sex or yeah. for, like, romantic sexual activity. Yeah. I think people used intimacy um, as, like, a blanket word. But when I say intimacy, I mean that rawness that you have with someone that you trust. Yeah. Um, that, like, true showing of the self. Those really tender moments mm-hmm. that are platonic. Mm-hmm. Um, but just very pure in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Got you. How many friends are you deeply intimate with? Now? Yes. Um, I think that's my issue is I don't trust a lot to have intimate. Okay, I'll say one. I have one person um, that I've, I would go to um, for those intimate conversations, or those emotional conversations. I need those like conversations that just is real sensitive. Um, but besides that, I just really have I have a hard time trusting my secrets with others mm-hmm. because sometimes I have, I've had those thrown back in my face. Mm-hmm. And I've also, I can admit sometimes I'm not, I'm sometimes blindsided or just oblivious to certain people's actions, their intentions. So I'm, for my safety, I try to choose one person to like confide in instead of like a shit ton of people over time. I think people often say that that's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, let me go to this one person. But when that one person is not able to listen, then mm-hmm. that's the part when it's like, oh. I have a tendency to give a piece of myself to like everyone that mm-hmm. I like imprint on in friendship. So I think I could say like six to seven people I'm like deeply intimate with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, but two, I, I forgot you. You know a lot. I do. I literally apologize. You know a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it's because there are a lot of truths about myself that I've like had to face and that I've like gone out of my way to face. Um, and so I become a person that's pretty easy to talk to um, based on like my knowledge of my traumas uh, as well as my just like super sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think like, 
a lot of people feel comfortable talking to me about things that are super important to them. And then I feel comfortable talking to a lot of people about things that are super important yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm usually, it's probably, it's usually the latter for me. People are very comfortable in talking to me about things, mm-hmm. but I'm not really comfortable talking to a lot of people about my things. Just because um, I have, I'm, <clears throat> I'm usually the friend that people come to because like I have them I'm the most level headed. I'm the one that doesn't like have any biases or I'm just like actually listening to what that person is saying. So I'm coming from like the most genuine, most honest mindset and also probably come with resolution if they need that. Yeah. Um so I think people come to me about that. But I think the problem with me is like it I just don't want to put my burdens on others. And that's I I think that I always think about that, which is a problem, is that I'm thinking that, oh, once I give you these things that I'm burdened, I'm I'm dealing with it's not always something that is like a reoccurring problem. It's just something I'm just thinking about right now. Like, oh, I'm just overwhelmed with work. Like, I don't need you to be like trying to give me all these solutions when I'm like, oh, it's just a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like always very like intentional or very like aware of like what I'm telling people sometimes, which has always been a problem to people. Some people are like, I don't know if you, I don't know who you really are yet, you know. Um, but I, I tell people you have to get to, I have to trust you. Yeah. And I have to like, break this wall down and that even goes to work as well like i have to say that my co-workers in the beginning they were like we still want you to dig deep but it's not i've been traumatized by like people using things against me so i'm usually just like i'm a wall but i can you can bounce things off me but i can't bounce things off me. i think there are a lot of people who can relate to that yeah. um <clears throat> i think that uh, that and it's so interesting too because i i think I tend not to talk about things unless I've gone through a great deal of, like, going through it. Like, mm-hmm. of wrapping my emotions around it, my my thought process around it. Um, and I try not to... I try not to engage things unless I've gotten to a good, like, understanding and grasp mm-hmm. of them. But it's funny that you were saying it, about, like, lamenting about your problems, because that was my, my next question, mm-hmm. about um, if intimacy involves that. Because I, like, for me... A lot of that intimacy looks like um, really tender things like uh, asking for touch or um, having really, really beautiful, sharing beautiful moments. Like, oh, we go and do this thing and we marvel at this beauty Mm. and it feels like this beautiful thing between the two of us or a moment. One of my favorite things to do is like a moment that you and I will always remember and that will be something that, yeah, that we own. That's ours. That's a beautiful part of intimacy for Mm -hmm. me. And so that's the, that's the type of intimacy I tend to focus on with my friends. It's like some really one of a kind experience that the two of us can really go back to Mm -hmm. and, and say, we have learned something together. We've yeah. grown together, or we, we've marveled at something together. Yeah. But the the lamenting about my problems part, um, I think can be a little different for me, because not because I don't want my problems thrown back in my face, but I tend to approach those things with the thought that they're not going to be understood. Mm. But I think that's also like connected to some form of trauma. Yeah. So um, it's something that I would always encourage a person to talk to a therapist about because you shouldn't yeah. like not talk about your problems like it, it took me a while like somebody had to tell me like your friends are able to help you through your trials yeah. you know like they can help you with things yeah. that are, are hurting you yeah you yeah you need to i i think that sometimes a lot of us don't 
understand what a friend sh- what a friend is supposed to be there for. I mm. think we also have different levels of what friendships are. Some people that Absolutely. are very close and some people that you can have those intimate conversations with. But I think, you know, sometimes it's hard to differentiate those two. You try to blur the line and have somebody that you go out with and hang out with to tell your, like, deepest, darkest secrets when you- they're not probably the strongest person to have that. Yeah. So I think with me, I... it, it, it... <sighs> <laughs> I'm getting real. I'm, like, really, like... Not trying to say I have like this wall up or like whatever, but like I I try. Like there are moments when I try, I throw out little things to see if people will catch um, with my problems. And if I don't see that you grab it, then I'm like, ooh. Well, you know, then you get people like me sometimes where someone will mention a trauma that they're not really ready to engage. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry Uh, that happened to you. That must have hurt. And people will be like, what the fuck you doing? Yeah. Me, I act. I'm very, I'm always about giving you your space. Mm. I'm always like, whenever you feel ready to talk about it, you can do that. Like, if some of you come to me and be like, how was work? I mean, if I ask you how was work and you'll be like, it was this and then you start to like hesitate, I'm like, girl, like, you don't need to dive into it. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm prying something out of you Yeah. if you don't want to like talk about that. I don't, I give this like, I give this like, I'm here for you, but I'm not going to push you until you feel ready. Because I don't want nobody to push me if I'm not ready. So I feel that and I try to remind myself not to do that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think sometimes there's a subtext of someone fighting something, right? And it's like, I can clearly see you desperately need to talk about this mm-hmm. right now, but you won't. And I don't pretend to know what's best for people. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that like unresolved issues are really bad, right? And, like, mm-hmm. I'm not a therapist, but if there's some bit of something we can achieve right now, I just think it's it, it would be nice if we did. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's, a, again, a yeah. boundary that I think I'm having to teach myself. It's mm-hmm. like, if this person is not ready to engage this very emotional thing, despite you clearly seeing it on their yeah. face, then you you have to, like, let it ride mm-hmm. and let them do what they're going to yeah. do about it. I had a... Yesterday, so me and one of my coworkers, um, we... It was three... It's three of us. So me, uh, me and one of my coworkers were in a, in a different space texting like I am in each other and one of our coworkers was not in the same space they were I messaging us very just confused about a lot of things you could see that they were like frustrated so we go in there to check in on the person and they're like I don't want to talk so there's things going on so I I, I walk out because like if you don't want to talk I'm not going to pry you out of it and also like you seem very agitated so I'm not going to deal with that so mm. I left other coworkers stayed in there I don't know what happened he came back and was like I'm over it like whatever blase blase so couples like i think an hour or two later the person comes in feels a little bit better is willing to like you know work and things like that so when the guy left i asked the person like hey what's up you good i know you didn't want to talk at the time they're like yeah i just needed some time there was a lot of things so like i'm the person that's like i get you i get i'm all about isolation yeah i'm all about getting you when it's just me and you nobody's around because i I don't like I, i i think i think about it as like how will i want to be how do I want to be confided in or how do I want to be comforted? And my comfort is not when it's a lot of people because I, maybe I don't, I can't open up to like seven people, like three people, maybe just you. Um, so I don't know. I think that, I think I'm going off, but like. No, I, I definitely understand. I think yeah. that those are so probably why some of my relationships are so deep too, though, because um, I really do well with one-on-one interactions I want with people. that. I'd be wanting yeah. that. I'm like, let's come home. Let's not come home. Let's come over. Let's go somewhere. Us, just us two. Yeah, and let's talk organically. Let's isolate the clubs. Let's isolate the the things that are keep us busy. Let's talk. 
I wanted to um, go back to something you said earlier about the different levels of friendship because mm-hmm. I remember having a really good grasp of that like freshman year of college and I was talking to um, one of my associates at the time about the difference between like friends and associates. So he, I think he was upset about something his friend had done. But he when, when he said friend, I asked, you know, just I challenged that a little bit. So what, what sort of things have you and this person experienced together that makes them a friend? Like, mm-hmm. And, and and is this someone that you trust? Is this someone that knows information about you? And the answer was like, no, we just like hang out here and there. I said, sounds really like an associate mm-hmm. or like an acquaintance then. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's really healthy. And that's something I'm still really proud about, about, about knowing the difference between an associate and a friend. Because mm-hmm. your associates are people that you can go and hang out with and have, mm-hmm. you know, party with. Or, you know, every now and again, y'all get together, watch a TV show with or something. But your friends, on the other hand, are people you trust emotionally. Mm-hmm. They're people who know your middle name. Yeah. Who know your family. Like, information about your family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I, I don't remember where I heard this from, but it made the most sense. I think it was Will Smith. I don't, I don't remember, but I'll probably follow up. It was like, a friend or a partner is somebody that you, when you have your good moments, you want to reach out to this person. Yes. Or when you want to, and you have your worst moments, you reach out to this person. Those are people that you're, that's, those are the people that you genuinely, I would consider a friend because you're so happy that you want to tell this person. Yeah, I want to experience I want to experience this journey with you or I'm in this moment and I need you to help me. Yeah. That's what I determine as a friendship um, because there's not a lot of people that can do that with you. Would you say that's an extension of the self? Because I'm inclined to believe that. I'm inclined to believe yeah. that if I'm experiencing something that is super important to me mm-hmm. and I want to share that with you, that means that there's some bit of you that is an extension of me. Yeah. And, and vice versa. And I think that's what friendships are. Like friendships, you all should have a, a little bit of each other in you all because you all want to see each other grow as as people. We want as when you have partners, and that's just not as sexual partners or romantic. It can be just like non-romantic partners as mm-hmm. well. You all want to see you all healthy. You want to see you thrive. And if you don't have that if there's not somebody in your circle to do that, then that's not like what are what are you what are you here for? We need people to help us stay on the right path because sometimes we can't do it ourselves. We need people to support us. We need the emotional support that we probably can't do for ourselves. We need another person. So it's like it, at some point, like you have to be able to give a little bit of you for them to give you them as well. Mm. And that's what I believe a friend like in a friend, an associate yeah. is. We go, we see each other out, we have a good time. It is there. Yeah. It's no bad blood, no beef. You like to kick it. You like Henny. I like Henny. We gone. And you still enjoy your time yeah. with that person, but right? Yeah. But yeah. there's a there's a barrier. You're not calling them when, you know, you got a flat tire and, you know, your yeah. insurance rate just went up and somebody, like, robbed your house, you know? They don't have a piece of you. Right. So You're calling them and it's like... <laughs> Oh wow! Whereas if you call a friend, they're like, "Girl, what do you need me to do?" Right? Do you need right. me to pick you up? Right? Do you need me to go? Because like I have friends right now. If like if friends, if they need if they need money, I can send it to you, and I know you're going to send it back. You know, like if they I need to borrow this much money for rent, I got you. I need you to pick me up from here. Got you. For example, Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany. Tiffany took me to the airport. That's the only person I would called because I knew she would you pick flew? me up. Yes, huh. I got the money now. <laughs> but sorry. Um, I knew Tiffany would pick me up and take pick me up and drop me off because I would do the same thing because yeah. I did the same thing for her. Yeah. So it's like those type of people that's like, and they're not pressuring you to like, you know, give them money, which of course I did, but like, they're not like, oh, you need to, it's not like a, if I do this for you, there's no gain. Like it does, I don't need you to reciprocate whatever. 
So, yeah. One of the things I've been really interested in um, is Twitter engaging the topic of, like, dumping, mm-hmm. um, emotional dumping. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we've talked a lot in the last 10 or so minutes about, you know, your friends being your confidants, being mm-hmm. the people that you reach out to for emotional support when you're going through a hard time. But um, the recent conversations have been about whether people are in in a space to receive that. Because just because I'm your person doesn't mean that I'm always ready to consume, you know, your emotional baggage Mm. or whatever it is that you're going through. And so I want to ask first if you've seen the posts that are like, are you in the right headspace to Mm -hmm. receive information that could harm Mm -hmm. you? (laughs) I've seen it. Because they memed it and I was like, this shit is funny. But at the same token, I know people make fun of how like sensitive our quote-unquote generation is. Yeah. But I, I do think it is important to check in with people mm-hmm. before you just start so talking to them yeah. what the fuck is going on yeah, with Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I... Because, uh, yes, people are a certain extension of you, but they also are still themselves. Yeah. So, if I, if you're not in a mental space to hear about all my problems when you are currently about to get evicted or you have not been able to, like, you know, pay bills, your troubles at work, and then I'm coming to you talking about, oh, I just... I missed my gym membership or I missed... You know, like... Girl, we not on the same wave, you know. So it's like I do, I do believe there should be a conversation of, hey, are you are you willing to, are you ready to hear what I'm thinking about? Do you need me to like, you know, come back? I believe in that. I do that all the time. I'm like, are you? Do you want advice or do you want to just listen? Mm-hmm. Like I asked that before because I'm not about to give out advice to you if you don't need it because then that 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 is a problem as well when I'm giving you advice when you don't want it. Like, well, who are you to tell to give me advice? Well, you came because you know some people. When people come to you about things, people immediately think that you need them to resolve it in that moment. Yeah, and I, I think that's the misconception. That. Is like, no, it's not that. Sometimes I just need word vomit. Maybe I just need to work around the conversation myself, and I just need an ear. Yeah, you know, I, some people need that. So I had to realize that before. It's like every time somebody comes to me, they don't probably need solutions. They just need a, a, a body. Well, how good are you about telling people when you've had like a enough? Because it sounds like you have a similar experience with um, as me, mm-hmm. where people are often sort of like dumping on you. Yeah. So have you developed a way to create a boundary or to be honest with people and say, "Hey, I, I, I can't deal yeah. with this right now." I have. Um, it's sometimes hard, but I do. I think I get like overwhelmed. Mm. I think I have a mental like a mental box that gets full at certain time mm. and i have to like be like hey girl i love you I, I do love you but like right now i can't take on this load or i can't like take this no disrespect no shade to you but like i've ex- i need to replenish myself before i can sit in the space and um take everything that you have because like i did a job called the listening post in high school i mean in college you know basically learning how to be effective listeners mm. um so we had to like sit in our lobby and we had to sit in our union and pe- we had we posed a question on the board and it'd be like what is love to you and then the person that's sitting on the opposite chair they would answer the prompt but we can only ask them questions we couldn't reverse the conversation to us so i had training on that on how to like effectively listen to listen to people and what i realized i came to the conclusion that that shit is exhausting (laughs) it's exhausting not not throwing up either it's like when you're somebody just throwing shit at you and you're just like (laughs) right so i I, for it to go yeah so i definitely tell people like i love you right now i I can listen or right now i cannot i'm proud of you for having that i because i yeah I think I've been like measuring <laughs> my like how much energy do I have right now? Yeah. But the downside is I would find out I didn't have energy when I didn't have energy. Yeah, you found out in the so middle like, of it. <laughs> instead of being like, 
okay, I'm about two or three more, like, you know, venting yeah. sessions, other people's venting sessions before I'm completely gone kaput. Yeah. I usually go kaput and then I'm like, what yeah. the fuck, and I can't. And then in that moment, someone's like, hey, I need you. Yeah. And I'm like looking at them like death. I'm and checked so, out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I need to do better. <laughs> I need to learn how to be yeah. like, hey, I, I, I can't really do this right yeah. now. But I also have, like, it's embedded in my personality type, I think, to just be a caregiver. Mm -hmm. So that can be hard for me because I do genuinely want to be there for people. It reminds me of yesterday um, when you were, like, doing a lot and we were supposed to shoot yesterday. Oh, yeah. And you was like, I'm doing this and doing that. And I couldn't give you an answer at the point. I was like, let me... Like, let me see how I'm feeling in a little bit. Like, I can't, I'm not going to give you an answer right now, but like, let me see when at the time. And then when the time was, I was like, girl, I'm exhausted. I cannot, you know, so I'm, I, I, I can, I, listen, I'll be transparent. Like, I can't give you this more answer to this right now, but let's check in in a couple minutes or hours and then I could give you something. So, I literally like, understood because yeah. I'm like, look, it's, it was what, 10 o'clock? Yeah, and I was like, we don't need to exhaust ourselves. Like, and I, and we need the quality. We need quality. We don't need quantity. Right. Qu- we need quality, not quantity. So, I mean, yeah, but it's friendships. They 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 require a lot of work. If you know, I mean, friendships can be very beneficial if you both are on the same wave. Yeah, I love when I have a when I know I got this bitch in my corner and we gonna ride till the wheels fall but off. But it's I not gonna her. be consistent. I don't think. I don't think that the journey is like all all beautiful. No, I know never. that. It, so my closest, deepest uh, relationship is with my friend Tori, and we've been friends um, mm-hmm. for about 10 years now. She's the second longest um, friendship I have next to my friend Shay, um, who I've known for 20 years. Don't and huh? How about the actual question? Do you feel like you are responsible for her well-being? Her, since she's like one of your closest friends, do you feel I like I don't know that I'm responsible well-being? for it, but I definitely have like stake in it. Like I am absolutely like... Um, I, I, what is the word I'm looking for? Invested in it. I'm yeah. invested in it. Yeah. Um, that is a good question. I think... So first, I wanted, I wanted to note that, you know, after through 10 years of friendship, there are times when we are a little distant. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when we're just like on it. We're talking every single day. You know, we're having the best jokes. We get together and have like an amazing time. We have the mo- like most hilarious... Um, Inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Some of the shit that we've we've gone through has really put us into a beautiful spot. Um, and so with that being said, when something happens to one, it mm-hmm. does emotionally affect the other. Um, and we're very empathic with one another in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely a lot more empathic with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny because I'm always empa- em- yeah. empathic with other people. But... I, I think she's had to learn not to like take on my emotions because there aren't really other people who will. I have a lot of a lot of emotions. I experience a lot of emotions. Yeah. So it's interesting when she taps into that. Yeah. Um, but she has learned not to take responsibility for how I feel mm-hmm. and her other friends as well. And yeah. I think I have learned that as well. Yeah. Um, I think we can get into a spot where we forget that though. I think we see this person, this is someone we want to feel good so that we feel good and we can feel good together. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, seeing your friend in a in a tough spot is almost like in that extension of the self, seeing yourself in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want you, you to be win. good. I'm doing you. good. I want you to be good. I want yeah. you to win. Yeah. So when they're not, instead of, as parents have to do, putting your hands up and sort of being hands off and letting people experience what they're going through, we feel the need to just like save them. Mm-hmm. And that's not your job as a friend. Your friend is your job as a friend is not to save them, but to be there for them and support yeah. them. You can't like undo shit for them. Yeah, I had that, I have I have that specific relationship with the ex of mine. 
I am invested in his like well-being. I'm mm. invested in his success when he's not six because I, I genuinely still love him and care for him, so that's why. Um <clears throat> and it I've never had that much emotional like well-being responsibility ever. Mm. And I don't Wow. I've never had the point where I'm besides my sister. Granted, that's my sis. That's my sis. But like I've never been so invested in somebody's growth and success until I met this partner. So it's I I feel like, and I think that's only because like I want to see people win. I yeah. want to see all my friends win. Like, yeah. If I have a job, and I have the opportunity to bring you on, I will bring you on. You know, people. Everybody always tell you don't work with your friends, don't do that. But I'm like, I can give you a start. Now I'm not. I, I definitely want to see everybody get a bag. Yeah. Absolutely. If I'm genuinely friends with you, I want to see you get a bag. But when you're going through your lows, I'm always like, ah, let me try to let me try to help. Let me try to see if I can like help too. And that that's 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 not always needed. It's and also not always healthy, I don't not, think. It's like not, sometimes it really you have to figure their own shit out. Yeah, it drains you. It's it's uh, it's exhausting. But I also think about I I don't give people my emotional well being unless they like ask, mm-hmm. which is a very rare thing. Um, I if you don't ask how am I doing, I won't tell you. Um, and I recognize you do that, and I appreciate that because if you never ask how am I, you w- I would be this quote unquote strong person. Um, but when you ask me how I am. I'm like, okay, this person cares. And I genuinely know when you ask how. Like, you know people do, you good? Hey, you? <laughs> yeah, hey, how are you? You know, that's the difference when you be like, hey, it's just us. Debrie, how are you? You get that. And I have one, I have Tiffany. She does that as well, too. Like, I I, I like when people ask me, because if you don't ask me, I would not put my emotional well-being on you. <laughs> I think people are not very observant sometimes. Yeah. So I, I can notice when there's a shift in yeah. how someone functions. Um, Actually, one person I've been really good about doing that with lately is Omar. Mm-hmm. Um, Because there will be like one single thing off. And I'll be like, hey, are, Girl, are you all right? What's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You Check can, in. The way that they interact. Yes. Like, the way that they respond to a message. Yes. The way that they, when you see each other, it's not the same over-the-top hug. Like, right. you see, you be like, oh, it's a different energy. Mm-hmm. It may not be nothing drastic, but something happened. When somebody told you something that worked that way, that you didn't like, or you had a conversation with somebody that was, you know, like, you can, you can tell that if you really care about somebody. Absolutely. Which I was like, and I think it also goes to our degrees. We both have degrees huh, yeah, in some form of yeah. like human development, something with science, like social science. Start so we, we start to notice people's like slight like misses, mm-hmm. and some people can't because some people are used to being in spaces where they're not even worried about the person; they're worried about the external. Yes. Whereas we are, we've been worried about the internal. Yeah. Like, what's what are your inner workings? How are you feeling? How are you yeah. functioning? How are you functioning? How are you viewing yourself? Mm-hmm. Your life? Yeah. I'm definitely always going to ask if you're a friend of mine. That that I do still believe that I serve that purpose in your life. Um, to be a person who is who cares about you, who cares mm-hmm. about your well being. Yeah. And so you should know that I'm going to be a person you can talk about those things with. Mm-hmm. That's never going to change. Yeah. Um, what is what is your worst friendship experience so far? Um, wow. I, I don't want... So, damn. I think my worst, like, friend experience was the the first co-host. Oh, I think that... Damn. Yeah. That kind of our friendship with the show... With the show with us, it went apart. Mm. We came back and we talked, but like it was, it was, 
when we first took our way, took a part of our ways, it felt like it was a huge disconnect because it was somebody that I was emotionally like vested in, oh, wow. and we um, didn't communicate for a couple of months, and it kind of hurt me because I was like, oh, like this is somebody I was checked in with, this is somebody I started a project with, and we do not, we no longer talk, we no longer talked at that moment. So I think that was one of the worst experiences because. I didn't have that many people that I genuinely met through myself mm-hmm. here. Like I've met other people through like Arthur and things that been like Tiffany, but like he was somebody that I had met um, to like solo. So like losing somebody like that, I was just like, ah, like I, it was, it was like, a, it was a, it was very hard for me to like not be hurt by that. Oh wow. Yeah. It was, it was, it was hard. <laughs> Cause I mean, when you start something with somebody and then you also, something just comes out of left field and you're not aware of it, it kind of is like, and then you have no way of resolving it. And that's a co-creator. Yeah. That's a, that's, I can understand that. Like yeah. parents of something. Yeah. Right? You like, you, 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 you start something together, you do something together, oh, you want wow. it to happen. And then like somebody walks like away and it's just like, Oh I can God. do it, but like that was one of my worst, and I didn't want to talk about it. But like, I mean, this is the space, and I, I haven't, I didn't say nothing disrespectful, but like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, I had to, I had to grow from that. Sometimes I had to also realize like, you can't always have formal breakups. Yeah, you can't always have formal like you can't always We'd have love a sitting to. meeting and be I like, know I would love to. This is the time closure, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't always get closure with things, so you have to be okay with where things are at, but I'm never okay when it's like not proper closure. Now, maybe me can be a controlling and me wanting to be like a certain way, but mm. yeah. So that's funny that you that yours was like an abrupt, you know, exit or mm-hmm. I would even loosely say, and we don't have to delve too deep into that, yeah. an abandonment. Yeah. Um, Because that was actually mine. I was friends uh, with a girl throughout high school. We were really, really super duper close. Mm-hmm. Um, And shortly after, I, we had started to like grow apart a little bit, but not, not enough. Mm-hmm. After I came out, however, um, I noticed there had been a huge shift in our mm. friendship. So we weren't talking as often, we weren't hanging out. And, you know, one day I just called and was like, hey, what happened here? Because mm. it was just like, this person was not talking to me. I don't think I had ever, that was the first time I'd ever been, like, ghosted in, like, my entire life. Right. <laughs> ghosted. So I was like, what the hell is going on? I called her. Um, she mentioned that she was upset that she wasn't the first person I came out to. Um, oh, which, you know, has its yeah. own freaking issues. But, you know, I, being a person who wanted a closure yeah. or who wanted to know that it was going to move in a certain direction, I proposed that we try to work on it. Because I was like, I don't want to lose. Like, friends are really important to me. I didn't want to lose her. So me and um, my other friend planned to meet up with her. Um, and I literally, like, the train came to, to Randolph-Macon. There's a train station at my alma mm-hmm. mater. Got on the train. Came over to New Carrollton. You know, my friend was going to pick me up. We are going to meet up with her. I get a phone call saying she was not coming. And you drove, you caught the train. I caught the, I bought a ticket, ticket for the train. I then rode the Metro from Union Station to, to New, New Carrollton and was like super ready. I did all this because I was invested in like trying to keep that connection going. And she didn't even call me to tell me she wasn't coming. I believe she actually called my friend. I was like, yeah, I'm not. So I was, I was like, in that weekend, I remember... I remember being in a space of, like, I was just so hurt. Mm. I couldn't believe that someone could end a friendship based off of what seemed felt like nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, she did say that she had asked me one time, and I blatantly told her no, but it was because I wasn't ready to come out. And I think that, that I'm entitled to that. It's, but your, I, it's you coming out. <laughs> but I, I also understand if mm. you feel like you're so close to someone and they weren't being honest... 
I've worked through that really well. I'm really happy about the space yeah. I'm in it now. But I will say that like just the way that that ended was the worst friendship experience I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Now, on the contrary, what's the best one? Yeah. Oh, um, the best one. I, I had one more that was worse. Oh yeah, I go ahead. About that. So my first straight friend um, after I came out lost him. Oh. So literally, like, fell off. Like we tried to be friends, still hung out. Lost, felt like fell the fuck off. Like just didn't respond to messages. Wasn't like hanging. This is nothing. Like eventually we like re 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 regrouped through like Snapchat and things like that. But like after I came out, I didn't realize the severity. When you come out, things will change. Yeah. Um. And I came out to him and I felt very nervous because we did spend a lot of like time together when we were in high school because we ran track together. We was on the same, like we ran the same races and he was genuinely, we did summer programs together. We stayed always together and I was at his house. So like, I think the person probably was like, I I don't want people to call me this or like this person has been in my space and like, you know, has has he called any feel, you know, probably does he feel the way. Well, how old were you? When I came out, I came out, I think I was like 19 oh, okay, I came yeah. out my, so I came out second semester of yeah. freshman year okay so like in March so um what, yeah what sort of things do you think helped you with the, with those experiences like what what do you think because I don't want to like open mm-hmm. wounds and then not no. talk about how we overcame them yeah so um <laughs> I think what helped me was I have um I had a friend dynasty I still have her she just married so you know that she helped me understand um a lot of the like like it's okay like i understand you're very hurt by the situation but like this person wasn't genuinely somebody that was supposed to be in your corner then mm-hmm. if they cannot accept you in this space they were not and i think also like a lot i think i bottled a lot of stuff up too and i just like because i was also in college so like i put a lot of stuff into like me learning about myself and mm-hmm. like oh you don't want to be my friend okay i'm going to like adventure so i think it was also like having a one friend that had seen had was there before he was um say that it was okay and, like, understand it was, like, something that helped me, like, okay, I didn't lose the main person that was there before he was, you know, if you get what I'm saying, but, like, I think that also trauma, like, gave me a little bit of, like, trauma or triggers yeah. with straight men yeah. Um, in my sexuality. I mm. definitely don't have any straight men that are that are close friends with me at all. I have, like, co-workers and, like, but I don't have anybody that I can, like, call a genuine friend. I think because I, I, I just had that moment with a guy that was really close to me and then just was like yeah we're good i understand that and then we then it was like also like attention like there was also an argument before too between me and him and i was like you can call me it was about his girlfriend but i was like we can talk on the phone about this miscommunication because we have been like that and we never did um so yeah but and then with the uh, co-host i think it was um the people around me helped me like get over that yeah. a lot of people forced me to be like dever you cannot like dwell on something that is not in your control. Like, I would always find a way to be like, oh, I did this. What did I, you know? Yeah. I just you was go through always, a period like go that. Go through a period and I had to, like, talk to a lot of people and just be like, Devery, like, it is okay. Like, this may have been, there may be just like, it may have ran its course. I and think sometimes things run its course. The the end of a relationship does feel like, people say this about marriages, I think it does feel like a death. When you mm-hmm. have attached yourself to someone and you, you have realize these moments. That, that bond, yeah, you realize that bond is gone, yeah. it, you do mourn. I, I will say that when I, when me um and my ex-best friends stopped being friends, it took me about a year and a half, maybe even two years to completely like, emotionally heal from it but Mm -hmm. i because i know that there were times when like i I had like dreams about it um i definitely cried about it and i think there were 
times when I would talk to like my family, like just yeah. residually, and we we're from the same town, so yeah. like I would see her mom, I would see her sisters, yeah. I would see her like her. At some point, our siblings were playing together. So it had become this thing where, like, our two families were well aware that we were not in communication with with each other anymore. I don't think either of them had, like, a reason, (laughs) understanding of why. But it really forced me to to accept that friendships change. Mm. Yeah. That was so hard because you become friends with a person and you want to believe and you want to know that this person is going to be in your life forever and like yeah because times are good you do want that but like the reality is that it may not be and you don't have any control over that and then we we we, yeah that is true we also like grow up like we move we change we move we move here we move there we become we get into relationships like things change where things have to stop i like the saying that people are seasonal i think relationships are okay because i don't i i think that just as much as because i think the idea that people are seasonal it really puts us at the forefront of an of an experience or of um Mm. a relationship and yeah that's true from our perspective but we also play a part in someone else's story Mm -hmm. so just as they as they are seasonal we are as well so i think relationships are Mm -hmm. i think certain relationships are good for us at certain times until they are no longer until they no longer suit us they no longer suit who we have become because of those relationships mm-hmm. or because of other relationships but that still is a hard lesson to learn and i think it's like the first lesson you learn when you transition into adulthood like this isn't always going to be good for me and i just have to learn how to roll with it yeah so what about your best experience ah, my best i'm so excited my best experiences um have been i'm, I'm honestly going to say tiffany oh, okay. um, tiffany has been the like a really, really great friend of mine moving here. We both came to DC from Ohio. I came the year before her. So like I had a little bit of a head up on her, but she had been here before me. Um, but she's been somebody that like gets me out of my funk. Like she's somebody that will call me. And I, 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 if I'm a person that's like, I'm an external introvert. Like I love to be around people, but like, if I don't have to be around people, I stay in my space. Um, and she's somebody that really gets me out. She really, like, checks in on me. She called me today while I was at work. And I was in a mood at work because I was, like, battled with, like, seasonal depression. You know, it's the holidays. And just, like, oh, I have 15 days until another break. I'm, like, can I push through? And she called me and just was, like, talking about her life. And I, like, um, was just, like, talking to her about my life. We was making plans for things. And, like, I told her that I wasn't going to Miami for December. And she's, like, great, let's go here. So it was, like, she's somebody that's, like, I can, like, really talk to. And I can really, like, like... I just feel like that's somebody that's down for whatever. Mm. If you got a friend that can just be like, I'm dropping everything, come over, I got ice cream, or like, let's just vent, and I can come to your house like at any moment. Like, I love those like experiences. Even that's with my sister. Like, granted, we have, I call my sister my best friend because she honestly is my best friend because like she's been through everything with me. But like, that is somebody that you can just like, be in that space and everything just goes. Like, mm. you just be in your own motherfucking thing. And I, I love that. Like, I love when I'm like, when I'm, I go to people to like get away from certain like obstacles or certain things and when I can just feel like we having a good old time and we just cannot forget about the we world. We forget about the world. I love that and I think I need that more. And I think that's what I've been yearning for because I mm. um I, I don't have that many uh friends that I have that way. I have a lot of um surface level friends. Mm. <laughs> I have a lot of people that are just at border but like I don't have those people that like I can call and be like, let's kick it. Like let's just like come like during college I had every I think every year I've had like somebody I could do that with like a female friend like in college I just pull up on you and just be like hey let's go do this or like I can do that but like I I, I haven't I'm had I have that with Tiffany now and I think that is like really 
really beneficial. And then also with you, you're somebody that like will check in with me. And not even not even when we shoot, we would still like hang. We would still talk about stuff. And I think that was I also had to open up and like hang out with you outside yeah. of the site sessions and like and getting which me. is always a good time. It is. It is always good because I'm also learning about how I interact in spaces that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah, and I like. I'm like, oh, this is okay, great, Devery. Like, so, you're not just some yes. off the wall ass shit. Like, yes. we, we're about to do something. We're about different. to do something. So, no, I appreciate you coming in and you getting, knowing a little bit about me and also like accepting me as somebody that is still growing and also like it's uncomfortable in certain spaces. I mean, so that's I just, all of us. Though. Yeah. Like, I say that like in you myself. Trust, <laughs> you know, you trust this person, you're bringing this person into your circle and you're like, like okay, this is the person I brought in. Is this person going to be disrespectful? Is this person going to be shady? Is this person going to like burn some bridges? Like, because I hang out with this person too and you yeah, know so it's like you that. you like you allowed me to go into a space with you and like and I just like appreciated that so I think that was experience too because I was at a point where I was like I'm staying in this house I'm about to create another thing because I don't got no friends so I'm about to create another opportunity to get some money <laughs> Devin was like okay Devin let's get out let's go somewhere but what about you what are some best experiences that you have I don't know I think I'm glad you said experiences yeah. because I was thinking and I had one in my brain so I'm gonna cheat on one um <laughs> Tori made me do. I was here. Yeah, that video, that that video she that made, made you cry. Me. I I dead ass sat here and sobbed. Yes. I was like, ah, come on. Like I I just like I don't. I think she was the first time that like I understood what a like deeply intimate relationship was mm-hmm. because of the things that like. First of all, let me say, like, every one of my friends has, like, seen me naked, yeah. but, like, Tori has seen me, like, naked, naked. Naked, naked. <laughs> um, but, like, the things that we, the trials that we've experienced together. Yeah. Um, and then, like, every single moment you saw in that video yeah. was, like, some unique moment that, like, I, I was, like, laughing from the pit of my yes. stomach. Um, and then I would also say there was something new about the experiences I have had with Omar mm-hmm. that have allowed, put me in a space to like usher you in here. Yeah. Like I gotta say, I think if that friendship didn't happen, I wouldn't have been as receptive. Like I wouldn't have been as patient with any, any, anybody. I don't even think yeah. because they're, like, Omar irritates the shit. Out of me. <laughs> you- like, y'all, so y'all, y'all, every time them two are together, I'm just like, let me be a fly on the wall. I, I know I get on his motherfucking nerves. I know for a fact yeah. I get on his motherfucking yeah. nerves. And he gets on mine. And that has been the nerves. truth yeah. since the beginning of our friendship. But I think, like, if we have a rough moment, we'll talk about it. Um, and that that being the first deep gay male friendship I've had. That's a thing. It has allowed me to enter, to allow gay men to enter my space mm-hmm. and me be forgiving and talk to them through things. Yeah. So like, like when we went through, or we didn't go through shit, but when we had that like moment yeah. for me to sit down and be like, hey, da 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 da, yeah. and like we feel closer. Yeah. You see what I like? Yeah. It's, you think you try to avoid awkward moments with mm-hmm. your friends, but once you overcome those, yeah, awkward you have moments, to have to. My mind says you have to rip the bandaid off. You do. If, if you wouldn't have had that conversation with me, I wouldn't have known. You know, were you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't have known, but like that, you need those moments, like and get, to give y'all a backstory. <laughs> Devry got a slick ass <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I've been told this. Devry got a slick oh, ass Jesus. mouth. Jesus. And he made a comment, yeah. and I was like, mm. and it wasn't even about me. No. <laughs> and I didn't realize my comment. How, of course, you didn't. How much weight it had, and I've learned. And it wasn't even that it had weight; it was just rude as hell. And so we just talked about it, and I was like, "Look, girl, I know, I know, you might not know this, right, but girl? That ain't no shit you say." Mm-mm. But and it wasn't; it literally wasn't a big deal. No. But we were still like really fresh and yeah. knowing each other. We still were fresh so each other. I made I had to make a decision about whether 
I was like, well, I want I want this friendship. Yeah. So I want to talk to him about it. Yeah. Because it finally hit me yeah. that not talking to people about things that bother you means that you don't value your relationship with them. And I didn't know that. I thought that it meant that, that I did so value. True. It's hard. It's hard for you to... For some, for some people, it was hard for me. Let me speak from my yeah. experience. It was hard for me to accept that if I wasn't being honest about my emotions and my feelings with people, then I wasn't doing our relationship justice. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely learned that through Omar because yeah. of how many <laughs> freaking moments we have where we're getting <laughs> on each other's goddamn nerves. <laughs> and I'm like, you look, that bothers me. No, yeah. That, yeah, I've, listen, I, I get that. I've also, I think also, like, I have not, I've only had, like, one or two, like, gay friendships. Yeah. Just platonic, like, no <laughs> any thingies involved, because, you know, it's a whole other conversation right there. It's like, we talked about that last year on the episode mm-hmm. um, with Anthony, um, who's back home, which I just wish we ever, we We've never been able to like be in the same space for a long time, and that's the problem. Is like when I we met when he was a sophomore in high school, and I was a I was entering college like that senior year, so it was like a little brother that I had. Yeah. But like when I when we became really really close friends, I went to college, oh. and then like it was always like that with me and him. So I've never had like, of course we had our we've had our up and downs, but like we've never had a space where we were together. Um, which I'm like, ah, we need to find a way to ever, like, we need to kick it in, like, a longer period of time. But then also with my first co-host, that was, like, one of my genuine, like, friends. I was just like, ah, my first friend, that's like me. Like, you can have, yeah, you have a girl best friend, cool, but, like, having a GBF. Yes. And y'all both are. It's, like, a whole nother thing. So, um, yeah, like, I, I think, I, I mean, I just added somebody else, but, like, those experiences and, like, certain certain, like, aspects to that is, like, really really dope. I think this too has been this is the first time that I'm like creating something with mm-hmm. my friend. So I'm I'm very thankful for like where this oh, is. Oh god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Where this has come. Yeah. I, I think like because we have learned so much about each other. Yeah, doing a show. Process. Because we were not we weren't friends when we started. Yeah. It wasn't like we were beefing. It was just like we had one moment we had an episode and I was like oh, this person is dope. Let's like become like Let's see how this goes as we do the show, too. So that's the interesting thing. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was weird, too, because I was like, I don't think I want to do the show. I don't know. But and I was like, oh, Derwin, he can do something. Bada bing, bada boom. He can help me with the show. Episode boom. Then three third go. season. <laughs> Devin Here is in the shit. And I think it was also, like, hard for me to, like, open up to you or, like, give you, like, th- first of all, th- you, you didn't have to be a part of the show. You know, like you didn't. If you didn't want to be a part, you could have stepped away. But you've been here. You've been a part of this for so long. I kind of was like, when you've been, you've been taking on a lot of responsibility now. And I'm like, I love it. I'm like this thing. <laughs> but it's also like I didn't want to. I didn't know if you like. I, I had to work up to it first, right? I know, <laughs> and that was perfectly fine. But like me, if if you didn't, I would have still been like. But like the fact that like things are happening, and it's just I think it's more collaborative now, mm-hmm. and I appreciate like the help, and I'm just like. This is this became this became a really good friendship because I needed this too. Good. I needed, I needed it too. Another male that has similarities like me. Not everything was similar, but like even we'd be on the same wave about things. Like yeah. Ari Lin, Ariana Grande was like our our top. We yeah. both had the same like hot topics. We were like, yeah. this one is blank. We're gonna add. We have met ideas and like <laughs> like you'll say something. I'm like shit. I'm <laughs> we did that. So it aligned really well. Yeah. So. I think it's helpful to have friends that remind you of yourself, mm-hmm. and that, that's why I think that is literally the reason why. Um, 
you know, me and Omar work so well. And then why mm-hmm. I think that my relationship with other gay men is mm-hmm. going to be really great. Yeah. I think the minute you make a healthy relationship with a gay black male, you start, or at least one that reminds you of yourself, mm-hmm. you start being able to see yourself in other people mm-hmm. more. And then you start to develop really beautiful friendships. I have no doubt that this is going to be a great one. But mm-hmm. imagine how our, mu- our our entire community could band together yeah. if we started seeing ourselves in each other. And it's like also when you see each other in genuine spaces, not just out. Yes. Yes. Like when you see two two men, two gay men, having actual. This is why we have the show. Was having honest conversations and genuinely wanting to see each other win. Yeah, that's something that's quote unquote not seen in our space. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I like, I appreciate. Like, I be looking for. I be yearning for. Like, you want to grow? You want to grow? We could grow together. Yeah, girl, we gonna learn. We gonna <laughs> learn. Listen, but I, I <laughs> get I, in, bitch. I, I we're growing. <laughs> get in, bitch. We're growing. <laughs> but no, I mean it's I. I I, I love it. I love you. I love you too. What just happened? Oh, y'all see us. Y'all don't see us hugging. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do live. We're going to go live. We are going to go live soon. I'm speaking into existence. Yeah, we're going live. We're going live. We're recording, Anyways, girl. Yes, we are. Um, I think that like... That's it. That's was, all I, was, I have. There's, there's nothing else after that hug that you all just freaking missed. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Um. So first of all, thank you all for listening um, to that Black Boy Joy. Mm-hmm. This is a great conversation. I think that I, I feel like I opened up more because I like the, my body changes a lot too when I'm in like, when I'm in conversation when I feel like I can talk and I have to like show that I'm listening. So in the beginning, I was like, mm, I don't know. And then I was like, boom, I came like a oh, butterfly. Like a um, but yes, thank you all for listening to this episode. Um you have anything you want to say before I like no um, I think there's so much more to say about friendship so yes. I'm sure we'll touch on this topic again yeah. in the future it always um, happens we, yeah. we, we have people we have people on and me and you we have our little moments I think that always happens um, so if you all would like to be on the show or if you would like to write in you can hit us up at thatblackboyjoy at G, uh, thatblackboyjoypodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our Instagram or DMs at thatblackboyjoy on Instagram and Twitter please write in please let us know how you feel we've been getting support from people we just love the constant feedback i think that's something that allows us to grow and expand as um a podcast and as people um you can actually follow me on my instagram and my twitter at underscore lord every it is pronounced lord every but it is spelt it is pronounced lord devry but it is spelt <laughs> lord every underscore l-o-r-d-e-v-e-r-y and you can follow me on twitter at free negro that's f-r-e-e n-e-g-r-e-a-u-x mm-hmm and, that, and on Instagram at Derwin King. Yes, that is that. And I think my affirmation for oh, um, yeah. this episode is it is okay to let things go. Ooh. It is okay to let things be where it is. And it's okay for things to be at peace. You don't need to put in more work than things. You don't need to put in more work for things that are, do not require it. Um, just be okay with the actions and know that you've done your best to re- reconcile or you've like done your best to resolve it. So let it go. Like they say in Frozen, let it, let it go, let it flow, let it go. Uh, you know, mine is from the app. So it is, I am, in- <laughs> I am, David, <laughs> <laughs> you had this ready. Yeah, I I am courageous enough to live freely. And we are out.